0: yo 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 what's going on everybody jbjr is back in action with fruit of the boom podcast what's happening to everybody um uh, here on another beautiful uh january happy new year to everybody first off let's start that off. happy uh, 2020 to everybody um glad everyone made it see another year um hopefully we won't get blown the fuck up no no that's besides the point hopefully that doesn't happen but uh you know we're back you know we're back in action you know you're gonna be hearing more episodes from myself and you're gonna be hearing all types of different voices from stuff from fresh produce to um engineers to djs other podcasters we're gonna be doing a lot of good stuff in 2020 so we're gonna go ahead and get a lot of expansion out there but let's go ahead and get uh the first actual true interview that i actually recorded for 2020 which is right now um we got my man we got one of the main engineers for farfetch studios gonna be back in Farfetch Studios again, everybody. Mm-hmm. So, shout out to the good people here. Shout out to Darian. Shout out to Charles. Shout out to uh, Damon. Shout out to everybody here. And we got one of the absolute main people. Matter of fact, probably the main person, probably the main engineer, I would say, correct?
1: Uh, yeah, that's what they keep telling me. <laughs> <laughs> so, we
0: got my man, main engineer. You no, know, definitely, you no, know, he gonna uh, let me hear some of his shit, man. And dude is definitely, definitely great at his craft as an engineer. So, definitely. Welcome to the show, my man Mikey Buzzkill. What's happening, brother? Yo,
1: yo, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. I really appreciate it. Oh,
0: man, absolutely, man. Thank you for coming on, man. Like, and hopefully, like, traffic wasn't too bad because, you know, people don't know how to drive.
1: Oh, you know, it's St. Louis, man. So it's not, it's not. No one died. We're all, good. you know, exactly. Survived,
0: you know, right. We everyone survived another day, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Did you
1: die? <laughs> right. <laughs> that's
0: kind of how you have to look at it. <laughs> but man, you know, um, you know, for everyone that's out there listening for the first time on a, for a Fruit of the Boom podcast, I'll explain because brand new year um this whole podcast um was created by me a few years back um and also my a good friend of mine actually co-creator of fresh produce um matthew Sawicki. Uh, we created the um podcast to basically give an outlet for producers engineers and djs to just go ahead and speak their mind and just talk about themselves and talk about their craft and talk about what interests them you know because it's a lot of you know a lot of podcasts and radio shows dedicated to artists and bands and as much as I love them shout out to all of them you guys are some of my favorite people you know, I wanna give background and spotlight to the people that's behind the scenes and make you guys sound good. And so like I said, the producers important, the engineers important, the DJ's important. And so that's the main thing. So we wanna go ahead and get this out with and so like I said, and the first actual for twenty twenty one is an actual engineer. So I wanna go ahead and switch it up. You know, we don't have a lot of engineers on. So I wanna go ahead and have you know, have them on and get give just have them give their perspective on what they think about beats and their thoughts about the scene, whether it can be local or national, whatever the case may be. So, just we, that's what we want to go ahead and do, kind of going forward. So, just to get everything started, my man. You know, just to kick everything off and how I ask everybody: um, How did you get started in music production and engineering? Like, how, so, uh, let's go back and tell, give me the history of how that started for you.
1: Um, I, I've been, I was lucky enough to uh, live in a house that had instruments. Um, the, the, my, my dad who owned them was not very good at them he loved to try to teach me though and um, it was almost like an act of rebellion sitting and like getting really good at the like guitar you know that's like my main instrument and i've been playing for oh wow it's like 23 years now
0: oh well uh, just acoustic guitar or
1: uh, i play electric too okay. um there yeah i pl- i'm a metal head Oddly enough, you know, I <laughs> nice. make a lot of hip hop, a lot of EM, or EDM, but um, I'm a metal head, man. I always have been punk rock, metal, um, you know, uh, guitar driven, drums, that sort of stuff. But um, the, uh, the engineering stuff, it came from kind of frustration. Like I, I got out of this project, um, I was in with uh, a good friend of mine. Um, and it kind of like ruined our relationship and Mm. there was other stuff, you know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. you know how that stuff goes. And so, um, he kind of like mixed everything, you know, and we were amateurs, like we just recorded these tracks and, you know, just threw them together and had Mm -hmm. fun. Mm -hmm. But when that ended, I wanted to do my own thing. And that meant I needed to be a whole band by myself you know and do everything Mm -hmm. and um, that's when I ran into the hurdle of mixing because I just kind of figured even as a musician that had been in studios I just kind of figured you know yeah you you throw some things on you'll EQ it a little bit Mm -hmm. but it, it just works you know it's fine and man those first couple of tracks sounded terrible. <laughs> you know, they sound so bad. You know, you go back and you listen to these oh, things yeah. from like seven years ago. Oh, yeah, It's yeah, like, yeah. holy crap, man. Like, where were my ears at? You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How did I think these were good? Why was I sharing these with,
0: you know? I mean, we were new. Well,
1: yeah, in trying. Right. But it just, it became this challenge that I really fell in love with. And um, me doing my own tracks and kind of turned into <laughs> me helping other people work on their tracks. Mm-hmm. And then... I was asked to work for some like a, for a, a group that I didn't really like and then they offered me money for it mm. and that's kind of when it just like I'm a doubter you know what I mean so like it wasn't until somebody literally put money in my hand and was like here you go now make this song work here are the stems and I'm like okay then I google what stems are you know know what I mean and I'm like oh shit okay it's all the individual tracks and I throw you know and I I didn't I I feel like I did the best that I could but I got paid for it and that was when I just suddenly like saw I saw something a a natural talent for something I didn't know that I had Mm -hmm. so like I didn't set out to be an engineer. I actually don't really focus on me being an engineer so much as I am like a producer and like, cause I create a ton of music and, you know, make all of my own stuff. Anything that you hear coming out of, um, like Kill 'Em all. That was all, ma- you know, recorded, mixed, and mastered by me. Mm-hmm. Except for like vocals for Dave, which are recorded by Adrian. Guy's gotcha. a really talented guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just kind of fell into it, I guess. And mm-hmm. I love it, you know what I mean? I just love doing this so much. I love making music, like good tracks. I, one of the highs that I chase is that feeling when a track just keeps working mm-hmm. and you're just throwing it together and you can just hear where it's going. And you know what I mean? Right, right, right. There's like a rush for me, you know what? Cause that doesn't happen every time. It's pretty, you know, you know, it's not every single track you sit down and you're just like, this is awesome. You know? Um, so, that's like, that's become kind of a high that I chase now. You know?
0: That's what's up, though, man. I mean, and I think that's a thing that I think of. Uh, because it sounds very similar, kind of kind of how it was when I was making beats and stuff. And then... He was like, hey, you know, you should make a track for me. I was like, oh, okay. I was right. like, "I was like, okay, I'm just making stuff to make it at first. And then, you know, I made a beat for just one of my homies. Um, uh, just we just fooling around and the next thing you know. Every, then, like, me and one of my boys, one of the good friends I grew up with in high school, uh, shout out to my boy D, uh, we was just, you know, I was making beats with him, and he was rapping on them and helping me get my stuff together. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, that's kind of how I got my practice in. Like, he was, like, my very first kind of, practice runs to like get all this you know to get where I am now with just like when I did start working with more and more people yeah. over time but then like you said it was a high because once I started you know making beats and I started getting used to it then I started studying different material and I was like and then it just oh, became yeah. like a drug at that point
1: I think I think there's a real benefit to coming into it like that yeah um, like imagine if you started making beats because you like because your express goal was to be the best one, right? And how fucking frustrating that would be, day in and day out. No one giving you the acknowledgement you deserve, and how quickly you get burned out. Like if if you're if you're going into it because you're you're just like in love with doing it, mm-hmm. and there's like a feeling you get when you're really on that one, right? Or you know maybe maybe for some people they don't get as caught up in it like that, and it's just the act of doing it. Doesn't matter if it's a good track or a bad track. Just doing it makes you happy. Right, right. But I think I think if that's where your head's at, you can have longevity doing it. You know, um, and I'm not counting my chickens. I don't know what 2020 is going to bring. I'm optimistic for the first time in a long time. Good thing. That's, I, that's great. That's great. That's yeah. a good thing. That's a good thing, bro. Yeah, that's a good I, thing. Yeah, I don't. I usually am am uh, openly mocking uh, people who are like, oh yeah, 2016. This is going to be my year, leaving no. all my damage in 2015. Are you know? talking about the new year, new Yeah, year. yeah. <laughs> like that, I'm just like, you fucking dummy. Like, I love you, but no, you're, you know, we went around the sun again. That doesn't mean you're going to change your life, man. You know, this is the ritual we go through to actually, like, maintain bad behavior. Is to be like I'm gonna be born brand new, and then you get a couple of weeks of feeling good about yourself, and slowly seep back into the sack of shit that you really are. <laughs> you know? yeah, I think I think, it, I think it happens, man. I think it,
0: it happens to all of us, man. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a routine. I think it's just we just kind of just fall back in routine. You know, we do, so, so yeah.
1: Well, and instead of embracing that, and then working around it, we try to find these like ceremonies to like make it better.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll feel you on that. But I
1: guess, I, I'm sorry. I guess all I'm trying to say is that for the first time in a long time, I'm coming into a new year and I'm like, holy crap. Like, there's a lot of seeds that have been planted over the last couple of years that are <clears> sprouting
0: <throat> right now. That's what's up.
1: Yeah, so it's just like I've been, I've been watering this dirt. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, I'm like seeing little leafy green come out of the dirt. And it's just like, don't touch it. Don't mess with it. You know, don't. Jinx it, just let it happen, you know. not nah, feel you. So this year is feeling really good. I'm really excited.
0: That's what's up, man. Like, yeah, that definitely. Uh, I hope everything goes uh, good. 2020, especially you know here you being pretty much the main engineer here, you know, because yeah. I can already see, you know, it's it's going to be pretty. I mean, with the massive catalog that you No know, Farfetch has for oh, you to crap, work work I, with, I mean, you got you, more than enough. <laughs> you have really, more than enough.
1: Yeah, you really don't. Okay, so. Okay, so let's go back to the pessimism thing, right? Okay. Because I basically got a message back in August or something like that from Darian. And he's like, hey, what's going on? Matt Swicky asked if he'd be interested. Or Matt Swicky said that you would be a good fit for the new studio we're putting together. Are you interested? And I said, sure. This sounds great. But in the back of my head, I'm thinking, but... Who knows what's going to happen. Right. You know what I mean? Who knows? Like, we get ideas and then someone in the family dies. Or yeah, life happens. A, yeah, yeah, something happens, man. It just derails the whole thing. And then suddenly it's a conversation that was. Yeah. You know? Right. I understand. But, so that happens. And it's, you know, it's not, I think people are, you know, especially in St. Louis, we're like, oh, how St. Louis is that? What a St. Louis thing. Like, that just, that's how life is, you know? What I right, mean? right, right. But, um, we're the, well, I guess not, I guess I shouldn't say too much, but this place is about to get stocked up with music gear and just be a real haven for underground artists looking for a voice. And to me, that's another one of those signs. Like I'm talking about, I have a lot of reasons to be optimistic about this year. Absolutely. And this uh, deal with Farfetched and, being the senior engineer over here is just another one of those examples where I'm like holy crap man there's not just for me the people around me and the city I think is just starting to kind of whatever funk has been in the air like whatever miasma has just been floating around it's like airing out and it's it's I, I feel it's really strong about things are happening around here and it'd be cool if this city was back to being the music haven that it used to be
0: you know what I think it's getting there like you just said like it's it's getting there because I've noticed like you know um, not even on some to my own horn type shit it's just like no, I have noticed like you know with like stuff like fresh produce being as consistent as it has been and being like you know like the main premiere monthly event for music and then like how much it has like came you know came together over time because we, we went through our ups and downs or times when shit was dead we didn't have all competitors we didn't have a lot of judges sometimes uh crowd was hit a miss. all types of shit man and then once we got to the point where it was consistent you know when it started you no, know, when we um, did a move and his stuff just kind of just struck like lightning, like yeah. consistently. And still to this day, like even when we um, uh, went to the ready room and we just had uh, oh, a yeah. a champs battle there. You no know? shout out to the ready room for hosting us there, man. And it was packed. Like yeah. it, it was packed. Like you would see like some kind of national artist or something like that would come through. It was yeah. packed like that, like that. Yo, fresh
1: produce is, yeah. is kind of where um, like I, I kind of came out to the. Hip hop community. I had been like working on my own, doing a couple of things, and I had worked on a couple of these projects. But I just, I love making whatever my sound of beat is, whatever that is. I just love it when they work out and they sound really good. Mm-hmm. And so um, I kind of got pushed into doing it. And after I did, man, I I got kicked out the very first round. <laughs> it happens. I, it no, happens. No, no, no. This is it a happens. good thing. This was good for me. I got kicked out of the very first round. I did not understand how that entire thing worked. Mm -hmm. I basically went into it blind. I created three full-length tracks. I had just for instance, like I created these full-length songs. I I didn't realize they
0: only needed thirty to
1: forty-five seconds.
0: Yeah, minute max. I mean, minute minute, really like sixty to ninety seconds.
1: Intros and and verses and chorus sections. It was you know I. And it, it was such a learning experience, and, and you know I don't go into things blind anymore. Mm-hmm. But it also put me in front of JE because that was the producer battle, and I, I recorded tracks for the uh, or I recorded vocals for the uh, for one of the tracks on JE's new thing recently. So like uh, High Score, which is out, uh, it's really great. Hear you. Yeah. Um, but you know that was a link. There's a couple of people that were in the audience that I recorded for and they bought beats and stuff it kind of kind of got me out of whatever like shyness i had in the scene and i'm just like and it if i had like done well who knows but it was just the how all this anticipation all this building up i got so excited made all these tracks i was up there for a minute boom gone you know what i mean and that was such a good learning experience the whole thing was great and and um to any like new producers that are listening to this, you need to enter into that thing and compete and and like just get out there and network agree you know agree you gotta fail and you you know you just gotta sure. you gotta get it all out like. You gotta you gotta kind of show your ass sometimes in order to to like get moving forward you know what I mean
0: no no that's no you're right and I mean and I'm speaking from personal experience too that's the one of the main if not not one of if not the main reason that's how I got as low uh, main cruise fresh produce is because I used to do this 10 years ago okay so back in the scene back in like 2009 when I first got in the scene you know I got in because I met Trifecta through one of uh, my, um, my, my rapper homies And so He introduced me to DJ Who And the beat battle scene And I started competing And then over time Just like you, you know, I didn't win my first year I lost Like that You're it, done Done yeah. like that But like you said also It taught me Okay I gotta go ahead And start making different shit And this is at the time When shit Back in 2009 2010 When shit was weekly At uh, Atomic Atomic Okay. So this one shit was weak, and that's how I met Swiki, and that's how I met everyone else. You know what I'm yes. saying? Going to shit like that, and so and you know here we go. You know, I, then eventually I was losing, then I started winning, then consistently, then consistently, consistently. Then I finally just stopped. And I'm like, well, I won all these <laughs> fresh produce battles, these beat battles. Yeah. It's time for me to sit out. It's time for you no. Know, time for me to grow, do other things, and it's time for you no. Know, let other people you no. Know, oh, you no, know, let, you know, let other people have their turn, man. Because no, I mean, it's no. It, to me, it's really no fun if you just start always seeing the same person all the time. Just like because, like, oh, okay. But at the same time, you know, For me, it was great because it was like gave me exposure. Oh yeah. Helped me meet a lot of people and you know gave me a positive outlook. But it, you know, at the same time, for me, it was just like you know what, man. I want to make sure, you know, as much as I appreciate, you know, having this time to grow, and you know, it's plenty of the fantastic producers that need to be heard, man. Let them, you know, let them be heard. Yeah. And so that's why Fresh Produce, and that's why I'm here now. So because i was in the same position a lot of these other motherfuckers so in. so basically you're like one of the boss characters <laughs> I, wish. Like, I wish i wish like at the, at the end of the year like the champion
1: champions <laughs> battle you like descend out of smoke right like you're the boss character you're the Come final like boss. yeah oh that's yeah Woo. yeah Rage
0: Mountain, baby. It's yeah. bro, man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, no. I mean, the main thing, man, I mean I mean the only thing that uh, people gotta, gotta um think about, I mean, when it comes to first produce is like you said, just come out, compete, and just just try, I mean, you go network. I mean that's I mean, that's why I'm glad, you know, like our brothers in arms, far fetched. Oh yeah. You know, like they have been like one of our main supporters, one of our main uh sponsors and supporters since the since we brought it back. And we've been nothing but, you know, helpful to them and vice versa like right now. So it's like, you know, I you know we appreciate them just as much as they appreciate us. Because oh, yeah. it's like we see what you guys are doing. And we see that, you know, we see it's fresh produce. We see it's far- far-fetched. We see, you know, the poetry scenes out here. And we see the rapper scene coming up. We, we see so many different shit going on. Like, it's growing, and I see, you know, definitely because of, like, stuff like Fresh Produce and stuff that farfetch has been doing, like, with a lot of live beat sets, which are fucking amazing, and, you know, just reaching out to, you know, the crowd that's considered the, I guess, the quote-unquote outsider crowd, whatever you want, yeah, want right. to call it, you know, the creatives in that world, and you have a beautiful movement going. Oh, yeah. So... And that's, and that's one thing I think I really do appreciate, like, where we are at right now. And, I mean, because right now, we wouldn't have, be able to have some, like, where we're sitting at right now.
1: No, I was just so, thinking about how kind of symbolic it is yeah. that we're doing this podcast here. It's the first one of 2020. We're, I mean, like, the next time that I'm here, I imagine a lot of the stuff will be here. Oh, yeah, definitely. It won't, I mean listening audience let me paint you a picture. <laughs> <laughs> we got sterile white walls and some acoustic treatment that's been like kind of glued up and a couch and like pretty soon this the, 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 the main studio area control room, everything's going to be set up and I, I assume in full gear. And I'm just, I keep thinking about the quality, the level of quality of musician that I'm going to be working with routinely at this place. It's just, it's going to be great. Like it's going to be great. Hell you. And I, I don't know. I feel like music on the whole, like across the world, it's just kind of getting, um... I think we're I think we're focusing on what's good music again. The commercialism starting to really fade away, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm, I'm not trying to say that like, um, glitz and glamour and hot chicks aren't always going to you know sell records to some degree. Right, right, right. But I think that like with where we're at as a nation right now, mm-hmm. especially, um, some of the, some of these like you know like T Dubo. You know what I mean? Like, right, Shout out to him, man. For Jesus real, for real. Christ, right? Like, out there fucking throwing a finger to the system every chance it gets. My project, Kill Them All, same way. And instead of, like, being um, seen as, like, a threat or anything like that, people, a lot of different people, like, people you wouldn't expect are, like, yes, I'm with this. Like, I get where you're coming from with this. And I think we're kind of getting out of the um, feel good all the time, sort of like good vibes only Mm -hmm. style stuff. And we're getting back to kind of what I think makes music great, which is the the, the ability to make people feel bad or to think about things that are uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: you got to be able to push the envelope, man. Yeah. And St.
1: Louis has a lot of reason to create Mm. that kind of art. Um, the, The social inequality... And um, just kind of the the violence and the brutality of the city, right, right. You know what I mean? Um, no, no, you're because right. it because it is. And if you don't, you can. It's funny because you you can meet people that have lived in the city their whole life that would see it totally differently. Because they can, you can shelter yourself from it here in St. Louis, like you can't really do in a lot of other cities. It's so segregated here.
0: Yeah, you it, it really I mean? is. It really is.
1: Yeah. So this city has a. It's one of the Things that drew me to working on hip-hop years I kept like running into these artists with like a lot to say instead of it just being like I'm at a club getting drunk hitting on your girl if you want to fight you know I, I don't really work on tracks like that I don't know if you've listened to like any like how much of my catalog they've listened to dude. do but I don't really work with people that have a message like that
0: yes you know it and that's very interesting yeah and that's very interesting. You know what? That's a perfect segue. Uh, so that's, no, no, no. it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. No, no. You did everything right. This is it's, starting to feel like a video game. <laughs> now that I said the whole boss
1: thing, like that, that was the, that was the sequence of buttons I needed to press and enter to segue into the next level. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> nothing like that. Nothing like that. Y'all. But
0: no, it's actually a perfect segue because it goes in um, what we kind of talked about um, before like dealing with your production like how much you love stuff um dealing with uh like personas and everything like that how you was telling how much you love that yeah and so what i want to know um to and i want you to kind of finish the thought we're here before we go there but yeah i'm, I'm kind of curious to hear more about that man because you don't you don't hear a lot of people that just do that like now they say like nah i won't work with this person if they do this in their music, or if they do that in their music, oh, like that's like yeah. that, like that's like you know like you don't hear that too too much, you know, because a lot of people you know try to be really open to like a lot of ideas and stuff. So I'm just kind of curious, like, just your mindset on it, like, I'm because it's the first. I mean, because I don't hear okay. a lot of people that say a lot of this stuff. I don't have to be tolerant
1: um, of of things that I I think are terrible. Mm-hmm. I I have to be tolerant of things that don't necessarily affect me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It it doesn't, you know, there's so much in this world that people get upset about. There's just none of their fucking business. But what I can control in my studio, I'm not going to help some dude. Let's say he's writing a song about dogfighting. I am not going to enable that fucking scumbag to make a track about something like that. That's not, I'm not going to help you know what i mean Mm -hmm. a lot of people i've had people tell me if they're gonna pay you can't really turn your nose up on it i'm like fuck that i'm not mcdonald's you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i actually do get to choose who i work with and so yeah if if um and you know the whole dog part that's like worst case scenario sort of stuff but yeah i mean if i don't if i don't see value in the artist i'm not going to work with them i i kind of insist that people include me in the credits and all that other stuff. So I don't want something that's terrible out there with my name on it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so um, uh, I'm trying to remember who fucking said this to me or if I read it. It, I don't even know who said it. It may not even matter. Just this this idea stuck with me for years was just maintain your artistic integrity and the rest of it will follow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Like I've had people come through to the studio, and they may have money, but they're not very good. You know, there was a, a guy uh, about a year ago that brought some girl over, um, and she was pretty. She was nice, but she couldn't sing. You know, she's tone deaf, mm. and didn't and didn't have a uh, good delivery. It was a mess. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And. You know, they had a budget, and I told them, no. I'm like, I can't help you. There's no amount of Melodyne or autotune in the world that's going (laughs) to fix this. You know what I mean? You need vocal lessons. Take that money, get vocal lessons, invest in your future. That's real. Um, But, yeah, so I just, I don't know. I don't see the value in taking on every single project, you know. Mm -hmm. Maybe early on, because I really wasn't very selective early on. Unless it was content that I thought was terrible, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just you kind of gotta if it doesn't make you feel good, man, you gotta get away from it, you know. So if it if it's like a matter of content being, you know, something I don't stand for, then I'm not gonna do it. You know i i wouldn't I wouldn't want somebody, I wouldn't allow any group of people no matter what their their ultimate budget is come in and say something terrible they there's other people that'll prostitute themselves out and give you a decent sound
0: you know but
1: i'm not for everybody
0: <laughs> you know what no I no mean? that's not that's real that's real i yeah. mean i am I'm, I'm, re- I'm glad you said that because it's something i think uh a lot of people do need to hear like different artists, male, female, black, white, no matter what background you come from, no matter what kind of music you make. I think the main thing is that kind of things that you that engineers don't not that they don't say, but you don't you don't get to hear them say that a lot because no one really asks them that. Right. You know, no one really gets, well, no you know what I mean. See I'm not
1: really contracted out to engineer for a producer. Mm. You know what I mean? So you'll have like a guy who has good ideas but he doesn't really understand the engineering aspect mm-hmm. of, of, of audio production. So how to set up a microphone. What sort of, like how much how much gain should you have on that live mic? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you print the vocals or do you record them in dry and then do effects to them? Like, like they're not hip on that stuff. So they get a guy like me Who will come in and just kind of follow their orders. Hey, I need it to sound like this. And then you have the the knob tweaker do that. With the Buzzkill Music stuff, I don't really do that. You know, I usually Mm -hmm. take on a really hands-on approach or I'm just getting stems from other people and just kind of doing my thing with it and sending it back. And very rarely recently have I been getting like, oh, sorry, man, you're like totally off the mark. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So... I usually know what I'm getting myself into ahead of time and I'm usually in a position to say no ultimately. Cause I like here, I know with farfetch and with Darian, I'm not going to be running into stuff like that. You know what I mean? I'm not <laughs> going to be running into situation. Darian's not going to bring some guy in and be like, yeah, this guy, um, wants to write tracks about, um, I don't know, shooting up schools or malls or something, you know, something fucking terrible. I know that's not going to happen here. Right. 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 So I'm not going to have a moment with him where I'm going to have to say like, you know, I'm sorry, but this is
0: not what we're doing. This is not what I'm about (laughs) at all. You know,
1: bro, like, no, you know, like uh, so. um, But that's one of the beauties of music, isn't it? It's like, ultimately, I don't like none of us really have bosses. You know what I mean? We we can we can we we're we're art creators, and occasionally we bump into other people, we we make good stuff with them and all this other stuff. But like, if it doesn't feel right, don't do it. Right. You're not a number cruncher. You don't you know they if you're an accountant, you don't need to feel good about your accounting stuff.
0: Right, right, right. You
1: know what I mean? But this music shit, that's all. That's what it's all about. Getting the best music out, and if it's not serving you, then. You know, get away from it.
0: No, that's real shit. No, that's real shit, man. Like real talk, man. Like, and uh, like, and actually, I want to kind of go in and um, talk. Actually, no way, cause I actually want to hold off on what I was gonna ask because you brought up a good point dealing with uh, we talk about uh, old girl that was tone deaf and stuff like that, <laughs> <laughs> vocal Lexus. So one question I'm like, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with it, but uh, because you are a musician first, and you've been playing guitar for over twenty years. I assume you know some... I know you know some theory. Oh, yeah. Big time. Okay. I want you to explain to people real quick. Because I used to play saxophone back in high school. I used to sing in choir, like, growing up. So, like, I know about all that stuff just like this, too. So, I want people to... People who've never, like, known theory and just don't think it's good for them, like, tell them how important that is because I, I have to keep, you know, sometimes just let people know, like, no, if you're making beats or you're singing or you're engineering, you may want to kind of know yeah, this. <laughs> like, for real, for real. So. Yeah.
1: You, um, so uh, knowing just one of the more simple things, tempo is, a, is part of mu- music theory the tempo and knowing the um, the structure of it if it's 4/4 four, four, if it's 3/4 you know there's a, uh, one of the one of the aspects of lo-fi that i really like is how they'll take like a 3/4 drum swing and then make it work in a 4/4 four, four time yeah but that's part of the lo-fi effect isn't it mm. is it being off and kind of glued and cut and it having that weird swing to it that you're not expecting but with other forms of music, most other forms of music, we, it's not tolerable. the The listener isn't wanting that. So, um, if you if you're if you're working in something that is actually uh, six, uh, eight time, and uh, you think it's three four, and you're trying to work to grid, it's gonna screw you up, and you're not gonna realize why this isn't fitting right. Mm-hmm. It'll throw you off. Or um, you have two low-end sections. So you have a horn, a low horn, and you have your sub bass, and you're programming these things in. If you don't realize what your root is, you know, how are you supposed to write those things to it Mm -hmm. and and stay within uh, whatever key that you're actually in? And then that's when you get that weird warbly effect in your sub, when you get two resonant frequencies that don't sound right because they're not in the same key. (laughs) and you'll have people try to eq that out (laughs) no (laughs) like don't do that (laughs) yeah you're like well you know man you could you could just rewrite it and know that yeah you know unless that's your your thing but one of one of the one of the reasons why a lot of my beats even if the even if it's not the most charismatic and like interesting beat i've ever written you're never really going to catch me being out of Sync or having like um, those weird moments sonically, where it just you're suddenly kind of thrown off. Because I do, I do know a lot of theory. Um, working with uh, with uh, a lot of piano players, trying to get scores done right, you need to be able to tell them what key you're in and what the progression is. You need to know the difference between a seventh and a ninth. You know, you need to be able to like communicate. If, if you're if you're an engineer, you're a knob turner setting up microphones. This might not be as important. Um, but if you're if you're a producer trying to get a bunch of different artists to all glue together on one thing with one idea, especially with you know it being done over separate days and all that, if you're not able to communicate what's going on in the track with the musician who does no theory because they were in... I was in band for years. You know <laughs> what I mean? I was a band nerd so obviously I was like really popular you know what I mean like all through school not really <laughs> hey
0: dude hey band, hey, band lit man hey, you band fine. band
1: was awesome but they um yeah it wasn't I I, I had a lot of, I had a great teacher Mr. Pruitt was one of the most impactful educators that I had he was rough on me um and it's exactly what I needed, you know. Hell you need that
0: kicking ass, man. Yeah,
1: I was I was a little shit as a kid, man. <laughs> I'm still, I'm a bigger shit now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, man, music theory is important. So I I don't know any new, like any new uh, producers out there just pick up an instrument and practice it 15 minutes a day. And anytime you start having questions about how something works, just Google it. Like well, I'm 33 going up for the first 15 years of playing guitar. I didn't have access to the uh, to YouTube tutorials that taught me everything.
0: Dude, man, look. <coughs> I
1: had to figure that shit out myself, man.
0: Bro, and when I tell people, do I promise you, I've told people that, like, especially when it can't, like, making beats and learning some certain shit. Or, or even just brushing Both up.
1: producers right now or such
0: an advantage, dude, dude. oh, my God. Like, dude, YouTube University is so real. Like, <laughs> so real. Like, yeah. dude, like, you have no, like, for example, like, shout out to, um. I went to high school with uh, Wavey Wayne, the Sauce Records. He puts out legit Pro Tools um, tutorials out, like yeah. in-depth Pro Tools tutorials are on YouTube all the time. Yeah, and I, and, I, and I keep up on it, you know, because my whole thing is, you never, know, you know, it's always good to know, so I was good to learn. And then at the same time, like I always keep up on just my theory, just because, just randomly, just yeah. you never know. And so for those things, is you just want to do that because it's useful, man. I mean. You never know, we never know when the fuck that's going to come in handy. As long as you don't take it as the truth. Like, you know, I I quit
1: following um, all of the music producer has ta- hashtags, like all of the sound engineer hashtags on Instagram and Facebook. I don't want to see those jokers t- tell me how to do stuff anymore because... So I, from my experience recently, there's a lot of bad advice out there. It is, man. There's like, a it, it lot is. of bad advice. Uh, guys that are just trying to look like they know what they're talking about. Oh, man. And, yeah, so, you know, like, I saw a thing a while ago where it was, it was a meme, like, one of those you're dumb if you do this memes like mm-hmm. but it was like i put sub on my or i put reverb on my bass and it was making fun of the idea of doing that like the like the idea of using reverb on your bass is dumb and i'm sitting here thinking okay so that's why it's funny if, if that's the case because like Abbey Rhodes, uh through waves has all these presets for different bass plates and verbs and all this other stuff Mm -hmm. and i use reverb all the time man i don't use the low end coming out of the reverb effect but i use it to add space and if you're not doing it that's why your mixes are two-dimensional so like but i've run into people that like will come over and watch me work they're like you use a ton of reverb and it doesn't even sound like it it's like well it's being used in a way that i think is right you know it's there's a lot there but it's conservatively cued and it's compressed in a way where it remains dynamic and fluid with the track it's not a forward event it's like mm-hmm. part of the texture you know and then you get yeah so you know i if you are going to be part of the youtube um master class <laughs> um Find one person that you like and stick with that one person.
0: Yeah, someone who and someone who actually knows what they're actually talking about. Yeah, check the references like, for man. real, man. Cause... Yeah,
1: there's a lot of people with really great cameras, daddy's money, and a nice studio that'll uh, give sure. you really bad advice. I saw, you know, and even some of the pros. I watched, um, I watched a demo for Skrillex's. Um, EDM production masterclass, that dude just limits everything. He just throws a limiter on everything, no nope. pushes it. You well, do that. For, but for him, it works for, for, for dubstep, it works. I guess you're right. And you're then right. when you get it to the right mastering engineer, you know, the right mastering engineer can fix almost anything.
0: True, very true.
1: They uh, would like something that's an ideal, but they can make a lot of things work, and so. Um, it was another one of those examples where I'm watching this demo for a Skrillex masterclass. And a lot of people are going to watch this and take this as church. What Skrillex is not mentioning nearly enough is the final product that you're in love with is not what I'm showing you how to make right now. I'm actually showing you how to compose like I do. I'm showing you how to make the womp 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 sounds and how to make, how to do those things. But he's not really showing you how do you get that dynamic, But incredibly loud sensation you get from like WTF or Skrillex or like those dudes. How do you get that? They don't understand
0: that's in the engineering mix.
1: Exactly. That comes from a different guy who like woke up some morning and said, damn it, I've got to fucking fix another one of these. (laughs) You know what I mean? And he gets this over-limited, over-compressed mix that's like, clipping you know what i mean and he has to dial the whole thing back and make it listenable you know uh any producers that are listening right now pro tip spotify limits your music and negative 14 lufs. if you don't know what that means look it up but that's the loudness level that you are going to need to start sending stuff to uh spotify to and pandora because if you don't you're going to sound squashed and no undynamic. you're not you're going to wonder where your kicks went you can be like, "Where's my transients? Where are my kicks? Where's my snare? Why does it all sound the exact same volume?" That's real shit. It's because you sent a 1990-style negative 10 luff mix to to Spotify. The world's changing, and you know, people got to keep up. You know, right.
0: and like one of the main things I know I took, uh, I've taken, um, I've learned over time. Also, another pro tip, um, and you can testify with me on this. Producers, like when you, whenever you like, you need to go ahead and break down to give you a mix to an engineer. One good tip and just start getting in the habit of this. When it comes to plugins and compressors and all that shit, less is more. Hmm, my God, <laughs> less is more. It's just oh, yeah. <laughs> like that, that's the golden rule. Whenever make it easy for your engineer make it easy for the artist to give to if you're making a beat for someone make it easy for the artist to give to the engineer because like you said, throwing a thousand limiters on some a thousand compressors on it throwing a maximizer on it or just throwing okay. just L1 on us fucking like no 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 slow down don't do that don't do that like no 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 and if and if <laughs>
1: and if you're compelled to limit everything cuz it's not loud enough i suggest just turn the volume knob on your audio interface up and make the whole thing louder while you're mixing it because ultimately you want to send these things out pretty quiet. You know, like, um, when I have mixes sent to me and I'm not mixing and I'm just doing mastering, I insist that they clip at about negative 6 dB. Like, that's about the loudest that I want. Unlimited. Not, it it hits at negative 6 dB because you put a, a 6 dB gain reduction on the on the thing. You know what I mean? You, you know, I want the dynamics. And you're not going to get there by um, shortcuts. So, mm. like, yeah, less is more. And you'll find that if you're mixing with your ear, there's so many people that are watching their knobs or watching their um, their levels, uh, their meters on their on their faders and stuff and deciding how loud something is. You need to just, like, sit back listen to your damn song your vocals aren't loud enough just turn them up you don't need to limit them to get them up there you know you want that dynamics you want it to feel natural and so i think i I disappoint people when they ask me for like tips on like compression they'll be like well obviously you're using like this compression technique and it's like i'm using one compressor on vocals it's every single fucking time every time it's the uh, fab filter pro c2 every single time and i can get it there where i need it to be every time with that one compressor one eq little dsing and some saturation man and i can make that vocal work you know but i'll i'll see people work, and they've got like three compressors in a row and then they got an eq and a DSer and then a they got a side chain where they're doing parallel compression on the vocals. And I'm like, you're like, doing too much.
0: You're doing too like, much.
1: man, you need to slow. The, that stuff's cool and it's got a use. But, I mean, like, you could just turn the volume up. Dude,
0: like, <laughs> do, do, I promise you. Like, when I learned a long time ago, they're like, oh, well, a lot of say You do know a good amount of mixing and EQing is just volume control, right? It was like, say. Yeah. It's like, us no, literally, a good portion. I would say and maybe three quarters. I could be overestimating myself. Maybe three quarters of that shit is volume control. Just yeah. like you, just just knowing how loud to make something. Yeah, <laughs> for it and really
1: is setting a baseline. Like um, one of the things that has helped me a lot is, you know, I usually like I, I'm always working in the same space. I've been using the same monitors for five years. I know. I know how everything sounds on there. If if there's a whisper, I'll hear it in there, yeah, cause I, I um, I'm just so familiar with them. So having a solid reference base, not switching, not mixing in headphones. Stop mixing with your headphones on. Stop it. You know what I mean? Like stop mixing with your headphones, man. Like find a mono cube if you have to. Um, that's another quick little tip for anybody. Uh, this one is one of this is one of my favorite things to do if I'm stuck on a mix. Sometimes I start it off like this: load in the track, get all your 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 uh, files in there, and get all your organizing stuff done, and then set your volume and your your levels on each one of your tracks. And once you're kind of satisfied with how the not EQing, not doing any compression, not adding any effects, but just getting the levels right as the track stands. After you've done that switch it to mono and then mix. Yeah, man. And then mix for like an hour in mono or until oh you're close God. to being done. Dude, I'm telling you every <laughs> single time I hit that stereo button, it's it's like, it reminds me of like the THX sound effect, you know, and it just sounds huge suddenly. That's how it feels every time, you know? So like mixing in mono, um, people hate to do it because it sounds boring
0: oh my god, I had to do that against my will because I had shitty equipment. Damn it, I didn't know that was a pro tip till I started talking to engineers. Yeah, dude. I oh, did not yeah. know that. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, so I've been unintentionally doing yeah. that. I'm like, oh shit. The best thing to do is to get
1: uh, like a mono cube. They make these little box speakers, like little three or five inch mono speakers. You just set it right there, right in the front of your desk, right where your monitor is, and just play stuff off of there, man, because... Right now, what's interesting is when we're at home, t- 30, 40 years ago, people were listening to music and reading, and sometimes they watch TV, yeah, but people were listening, they were consuming music at home. Now, people are consuming music in their cars and on the go. Right. On their phones, on computers, and in their car, which pretty much are all mono environments. Mm-hmm. My phone is the is one of the galaxies right Mm -hmm. and they say it's stereo it's not true stereo oh no not at all but even though it has the two speakers and it's trying to represent stereo the way that it's actually coming across because this isn't big enough to be a stereo field is it's coming off as mono same thing with your car it's a true stereo environment but the way that your body actually gets the information it might as well just be mono right you know what i mean so Mixing in mono, making sure stuff sounds good there, is going to make sure that you're going to your tracks will reference well across different uh, platforms, whether it's in a car, on earbuds, anything like that. You're 100 right now. I agree with you on yeah, that. Man. Mixing in mono is huge tip, especially getting vocals, finding vocal levels, mm-hmm. um, which for me can be a real trick. I feel like sometimes I, I have a hard time. Um, yeah knowing if my vocals are loud enough. I don't, I'm always, af- I, I'm always afraid they're too quiet. They're not forward enough. Mm. And um, usually throwing it in mono, not having all that stereo information anymore, right. and just hearing the core elements, whatever my main melody instruments are there in the middle, bass and drums and vocals, all that stuff that's supposed to be kind of right down the middle. Suddenly, I'm hearing all that, so I know that if I have it on a phone and somebody's listening to it, they're going to be able to hear everything. Right. You know. All right, right. In its place.
0: All so. right. No, 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 that makes that makes a lot of sense, man. Like, for it, it really does. So, I so a lot of so producers. I hope you getting getting a lot of this knowledge in because I don't have a lot of engineers on my show, and I'm going to have more. in. they're going to give all their little tips and tricks. If they're comfortable with it Like he just did Like he just gave A bunch of pro tips That you guys could Dude okay. for, for real use Like I Like And I can testify That this shit does work Like I'm telling yeah. you it's, it's not false information
1: Yeah Well I I know people That don't want to share I used to be nervous About sharing information Cause I almost There's like this weird Selfish thought That I had like People were gonna take it And then they were gonna like I don't know What they were gonna do They are gonna do something and I I wasn't gonna get credit or something. Like I can teach people how the how I do what I do all day, but you won't be able to take like if I sit and I work on a track with you and I show you how I, I EQ and, and I get that vocal chain right mm-hmm. you're not gonna be able to take that that exact vocal chain and throw it on something else and it's gonna work. Right. You know what I mean? Even song to song, even if you're working with the same artist, it still won't be the same. Like, right. it's all situational. And so I'm not, I, I love teaching people stuff now. Uh, suddenly there's like, not this word, like what? You can't have my ears. You're not going to take my ears and my dedication to music. I can teach you how to DS a track, but I can't teach you how I identify when it's enough. You know, I can't tell you when the bass is just right. Like, I can't tell you, but I, I my ears will hear it, you know. And that, that's probably the biggest, that's the best bit of engineering advice I ever got. Matthew Weiss, when he just basically had this whole thing about, use your damn ears. Mix with your ears. Stop looking at your screens. Stop looking at your meters. Stop, like, try for one session to have all of your feedback information turned off. So if you have an EQ, turn off that graphic equalizer that shows you how you're affecting it. You know what I mean? Just do it purely on your ears and see how it goes, man. It'll shock you. Suddenly you're like, wow, there's like life in my songs. It's like, yeah, because you're working off of what sounds good. Which is the goal, you know? 100%. No, no,
0: no, that's real. That's real. And I I think that's more, I think just something I think uh, more people need to take heed of. like, yeah, you have everything front facing the front of you, but like the the greatest tool you're always going to have as a producer, as an engineer, will forever be your ear. Absolutely. Nothing else, your ear.
1: If you're deaf, (laughs) those meters aren't going to mix that track for you. You know what I mean? That's real But up. you can mix that track without those meters. You know what I mean? That's true. You know, it's just, I don't know. I, I do, I find myself doing this with stuff all the time where I'm just, I forget why I'm doing what I'm doing. And that whole Matthew Weiss, um, I was just talking to uh, Tom Peeney from Trangus, talking with him about this today. Uh, we have a track coming out in a few months. Nice. It's really cool. But we've become, like, music producer buddies. We call and talk to each other about shop and shit. Shout Tom's, out to Tom,
0: man. Shout, Tom's, Tom's good dude, the man. best, man. Good I dude, love, man.
1: Yeah, Tom's great. Uh, but I was just talking to him about the Matthew Weiss stuff. And, um, you know, I said earlier, find one guy that you like and just listen to him and try to apply him or her and try to apply those skills that they offer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um you're just one of those dudes where it's like, use your ears, man. You're you're here to make music. You're not here to make the loudest track that you can. You're, you're here to just make a good song.
0: That's real. You know, no, I agree with you. I understand. Quit forgetting why you're here. 100%. I agree, man. Yeah. Now, I, no, for real. Like, and I think that's just something I think, like I said, just producers, just especially producers, just take that into consideration. Like, You know... Just know what you're there for. Know what you're know. What you trying to do. Yeah. Understand that, you know, the greatest tool, the greatest asset you'll ever have is your ear. Like, you, And always keep in mind, like, and even I remember, like, just to piggyback what you said earlier uh, about the ear, and I remember Knife Wonder said this, and I've been agreeing with this a thousand, one percent. Like, it's never the machine. It's never, I ever the that. machine. You're always, you're
1: getting it wrong. It's, I, how many times have it's, I... Yeah, you stupid thing. What is wrong with... Oh, it's something you've overlooked.
0: Man. Yeah, it's, you you know, it's, over... that's a machine, it's you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so.
1: Exactly, yeah. How many times, dude? Um, S's, for me, have been, up until about a year ago, this thing that I just struggled with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was always... I'd hear them, and then I could never unhear you know until I came back the next day and listened, and I'm like it sounds like he's lisping because I ds his vocals so much mm. to the point where it's basically just it's a mess because I over focused on it and I couldn't unhear it once I heard it I couldn't unhear it mm. and I just hyper focused on it and um, there's a natural progression there I don't think I think it's just like with anything. You might have a natural talent for something, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be really good at it off the bat. Right. Now, if it's like, say, throwing a baseball, there's a correct technique to do it, but, you know, you can get really far just kind of, you know, just hurling it as hard as you can. That's true. This engineering stuff requires gear, and software that you have to buy and then an understanding of how that software works. So there's like an additional hurdle and you have to educate yourself.
0: Exactly. You have to learn
1: and you always have to keep learning. Even if you get a big head and you think you're really good at this, you have to know that there's no right or wrong and the only edge that you have is that you keep learning things.
0: That's very true. You know? Um, very true.
1: And if you would like a case in point on that, go watch Timbaland's recent masterclass where he basically teaches you techniques from 20 years ago. You know what I mean? And I'm watching this thing going like, this guy couldn't work my rig. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm watching a masterclass on a guy who who's good. He's got a good ear. And that's what's keeping him in the game, man. You know what I mean? But, like, he, he has not been learning new stuff man and trying to
0: work towards new things and uh you know you have to do that man like and i think that's one of the like you said, man you know like you you have to and i think that's where it kind of comes into where like yeah you have all the like Put like this i can have all the timbaland shit right in front of me right all his shit right here all the latest top-of-line shit. If I don't know how to use not a lick of it, or if I'm not like you said, don't have, have the knowledge
1: yeah.
0: or the experience to back up everything that's in front of me, paperweights, useless, paperweights. Yeah, <laughs> like Abs- that's that's all they are.
1: Absolutely useless. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I, and I think I think that's what people need to understand. Like, yeah, you can have all the stuff. Like I said, like you can have stuff from 20 years ago and still be good. But like says, depending on the scenario. Yeah, you update your stuff. Up- you could probably, yeah,
1: yeah you could probably. If, and if you're in now, like if you're just getting started, this is like so exciting. This is such a great time. Yeah, it's it is affordable to be able to do this stuff at home and make it sound good. And um, there's a lot of resources,
0: man. A ton and a half, man. Free resources, a thing. Yeah, <coughs> do so. yeah.
1: You know, it's funny with all the YouTube people trying to promote their pages, mm-hmm. there's probably a free tutorial for pretty much any aspect of music production that you're looking
0: for. It really is.
1: Even down to the gear, like if you're looking for I, I know this exists, co- like a combination somebody has a video on how to get their road NT1 into Coyote Eyeball, mm. you know and how they record and set up input gain and all, and all that stuff mm. and like that seems so specific to me but somebody's already made that video you know what I mean so yeah there's a lot of great resources out there
0: dude yeah people and definitely take advantage of them y'all cause it's, it's there and it's necessary man like for real just take advantage of what you have and upgrade as time goes on yeah just that's I think that's the main thing you just gotta t- take out of this part of the conversation yeah use what you have be knowledgeable in what you are and always continue learning yeah yeah, and that's I think you can because you're never too old to not learn something new in what you're passionate in. Yeah,
1: you get old in your head, man. You know, and you just think you know everything, so you don't want to learn anything. Man.
0: Nah, you never too old to learn something new, man. Especially if it's something within your field.
1: There's a there's a guy. He's a young kid. I used to uh, I bartended at a restaurant. He was a waiter at mm-hmm. But I'm giving him like little lessons, like once a month he comes over and he'll bring a track and we just sit down and I show him how I'd work it out. And one of the rules that I have with him is he can only use stock plugins on Studio One. Mm. But he, it, there's nothing he can't accomplish with those stock plugins. You get option paralysis, you you go online, you torrent the Waves Mercury bundle. Now, now you've got 400 plugins you don't know how to use instead of just eight you know what i mean like how about you just figure out how this one compressor works and you use it a bunch until you know how how that operates and then you'll probably be more equipped to go into like the analog emulation line like or or the you know any of that stuff whatever Mm -hmm. you want to do but just it's the limitation that really makes what you're doing interesting right it's not having all these really neat tools you know it helps once you know what you're doing but you know having access to everything i think in a in a weird way like um is a hurdle for people it's crippling. it's uh, option paralysis you just yeah. what you have one compressor and you need to use a compressor you'll use that one compressor and you'll figure out how it works if you have 10 compressors in the mercury bundle now you've got to pick one and you don't know how any of them work so you just like jump back and forth between this one and this one you try this one out and that one didn't give you the effect you want so it's crap and now in your head that one's stained cuz you didn't know how it worked you know what uh, i mean that's how it go that's how it go yeah i've been there bro that's, that's how it go i'm just saying like so with him it's basically like yeah dude you know for a while you're only going to be using the stock plugins you know there's nothing you can't accomplish even dsing you can accomplish dsing with a compressor you know what i mean no, i agree that's what a DSer practically is is a, it's a compressor that works on high end information you know what i mean on a wide band or a split band so like yeah so i i don't know man at the, at the end of the day dude for me the I'm like thinking way less about the technical, as- technical aspects of what I'm doing when I'm working and just I'm able to be in the moment and work instead of thinking, okay, so how am I going to do this? Usually I can mm-hmm. already have like a go-to. So within the last year, I feel like I've been um, a lot more, I haven't been overthinking just been going with the flow mm-hmm. it's like working out so just yeah rep- repetitive you know just doing the same thing over and over again get your 10,000 hours and right good good practice good 10,000 hours not just
0: dicking around you know. nah <laughs> <laughs> nah I feel you man no nah, no nah, that's nothing that's and I think this is damn good advice that everyone just really needs to just like take heed and hear. so everybody I really hope y'all taking in this advice cause it's great advice but uh we're gonna have to call ahead and uh go ahead and cut the interview a little bit short and uh go ahead and start shutting it down in a second but uh you no, know, it's been an awesome interview with another awesome engineer, man. Yeah. You done know, for real, man. Thank I, you. I truly appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for the no, for, out for real, me. man. Yeah. No, d- definitely, man. And you no, know, I want you to go ahead and uh tell the good people how to reach out to you and if they want to go ahead and get in and you know and hopefully they paid attention to this interview so they know <laughs> what you want before they try to contact you. Yeah. So but no, but like just you know I'm gonna give you a space opportunity to talk about anything that you want to promo, anything that you're working on, uh promo display if you want to like, the yeah. you know, floor is yours man
1: yeah I got a couple things I can talk about uh, Kill Em All a project that I'm in with Q Houston a really talented rapper um, we just released a video shot by Calvin Tiger uh, for our single or for our song Banksy off of volume 1 uh, and that's on YouTube so just look up Banksy um, Kill Em All on YouTube it's a good one um i have a beat store if you guys are interested in checking out hey. some of that uh go to buzzkill music oh, i'm sorry no it's buzzkillmusic.com sorry there's no stl on end, so it's buzzkillmusic.com um yeah i've i got this uh got a show coming up in march uh with tom peeney to release that new track of ours um we're talking about doing a video for that one with Calvin as well. Calvin Tiger's a great videographer. Um, volume 2 for Kill em All is in the works. Um, and if you're looking to uh, have me work my magic on one of your tracks, you can find me here at the Farfetch Studios. I'm not sure exactly how to get them to contact <laughs> anybody, but yeah, and if you just want to shoot the shit or... <coughs> you know talk music or talk shop or um, threaten me or, or whatever you can find me on instagram mikey Buzz um but yeah thanks man this has been a lot of fun Hell i've yeah, had man. too much coffee <laughs> <laughs> but i appreciate it
0: no man no no pleasure's all mine man definitely definitely so uh, i want you to um give any kind of final thoughts you want to give to the good people like any last words
1: I'm always bad at this. <laughs> no, just I appreciate everyone listening. If you're, you know, if you're, you know, thanks for supporting what what he's got going on here. And um, if you're if you're a producer and you're um, you you want to get out there, man, literally just start working with anybody that you can, people that you vibe with. Stop worrying about money. Um, you know, like don't charge everybody for everything, and just. Make
0: the best music that you can, you know? Hell yeah, man. So my man Mikey Buzzkill just dropped a whole shit ton of knowledge on this episode. So thank you again, brother. I truly do appreciate it. Of course, man. Definitely appreciate it, man. So um just for everyone listening, uh make sure you go ahead and check out the podcast, you know, Fruit of the Boom Podcast. Uh find us pretty much on every podcast platform, uh, iTunes or Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, uh, hell of shit, man. I think we're um, about to be. On, I, I'm trying to do iHeartRadio Radio. See so you have to make sure everything's on there. So she'll be on there. Hopefully, uh, check that out if it's on there. Uh, And just make sure, you know, just check out the podcast, man Like I said, we're going to try to do it more weekly or bi-weekly We're trying to get back into more weekly stuff And uh, like I said, more um, Great interviews for 2020, man And so this is just the first of many to come So make sure you check us out at Fruit Boom Pod On all social media, so At Fruit Boom Pod And uh, just check us out, like I said, all forms of social media And oh, and just make sure Every first Wednesday, Fresh Produce um, And we're going to be Um you no, know, we're probably gonna be doing a little bit move around because we're gonna look at some move menus so because we're expanding out. So but it's usually every first Wednesday we'll go ahead and keep you up to date and just make sure you follow us there at Fresh Produce STL and uh Fresh for all other information and signing out. Peace.